ladies and gentlemen of all ages, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Angry Meat Production. We appreciate you coming in and letting us be a part of your lives week in and week out. We hope to do our best to present you with something that your eardrums delight in. Whether you're looking at us on YouTube or Rumble, or listening to us on Spotify, Google, or Anchor, or any of the other podcast services that we are currently on or trying to get on, we thank you. And if you don't mind, at the end of every episode, stop by, leave us a comment, leave us a like. If it asks for five stars, we'll take five stars, even if you don't like us. Five stars are what it's all about. With that being said, we hope you enjoy our attempt to make our advocation our vocation. Ladies and gentlemen, let the games begin. Welcome, angry faithful, to Nerd Sports 118. Today, we are going to go over the Kemi Olympics, apparently. Uh, they had like... Uh, guess uh muscular sclerosis and they put them in like like uh muscular what you... well they put them they put them in like tricycle type things and they sit up and they run and so so they can actually run and they're like mind you it was it was the one kid he got excited no they if you if you look at it, the background yeah, they're all they're talking about that, right huh the, the the TikTok was yeah. like that's you know that's what laugh, you know uh, do not laugh uh challenge I level feel, I miserably I'm not even gonna lie <laughs> failed miserably and I commented on that lady's video I was like I was like I'm driving the bus I've I've had license <laughs> to drive the bus for years right. it was come on man there's nobody safe on there I mean it was it's he's a I mean. God, I would I could not I would say, stop. I would say because you know I respect <laughs> the handicapped people. I can't believe you guys get knocked down and get back up. I laugh my ass off. I could <laughs> never gonna keep me down. <laughs> yeah. I mean it puts a smile on your face just looking at that stuff. I mean, sometimes in a bad way because you're laughing your ass off. Some, some, I, I can't even say bad way because it's just, it just makes you like feel good that people like that actually can do that. They get people to go out. Did you that. ever go go and listen to Bob, uh, uh, Bobcat Goldweight's Special Olympics bit? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, dude, it's on Spotify or YouTube. Go look it up. But just Bobcat Goldweight Special Olympics. And it'll pull up. He's got a comedy album album out there with that bit on it, and it's oh man, fucking hilarious. Like he said that they're on the plane, and all of a sudden they start having issues, and then they tell everybody, you know, put your seats in the upright position, tray tables up, the home yards, right? Everybody's freaking out, and then they really, you know, then you know, it's like he realized he's on the plane with every member of the U.S. Special Olympics team. And there's this one kid who sat way in the back of the plane who had the best attitude about it all. He was like, yay, ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, how's that headline going to read? You know? (laughs) 
I'd just be fucking with the whole time. Medium bobcat goalie, the goalie. <laughs> Olympics team die in fiery plane crash, or is it <laughs> Special Olympics plane with bobcat goal weight on board crashes? <laughs> you know, like I'm not really sure. I, I like the way that that's gonna read. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. That, that is my impression for the week. So there you go. Um, Baseball news. There's the, give it a solid eight point five. Hold on, I can do better. <clears throat> Man, you know, I was driving this bus, and I, you know, this uh, lady she came on, and I was like, "Wow!" And she was like, "Fuck you!" And I was like, "Shit, down, bitch!" Nine point three. Okay, all right. First mark improvement. I brought my GPA up. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, I'm so happy that we 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 support Chris and uh, he he's the judgmental person of the group. So happy about that. Mm-hmm. David, we've met right. Yeah, no. Despite <laughs> <laughs> <Just hide> it better, <laughs> I wore my judgment right out there on the sleeve. Everybody can see I it. Hate- Enjoy it with the rest of the world. <laughs> you brought your A game, Tiger. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Take it away. So really the, the, the big trade topic subject in baseball uh, approaching the trade deadline uh, in September, I think it is, um, or in August. Anyway, the trade deadline's coming up. But uh, the, the Angels have gone six and two over their last eight games. So they've kind of hit a little bit of a hot streak, but the angels have communicated that they are entertaining trade scenarios with other teams for Shohei Otani. Um, now at the, as of today, the angels are projected at like 9.6% probability to make the playoffs. Okay. Mm. Now, uh, there's several teams that are being rumored. I don't think that the New York Yankees are one of those teams, but uh, the Dodgers are part of those talks. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I know I that the, Fox, are, the Fox News, uh, Fox Sports, seems to be on the whole the Red Sox are going to are the front runners train. Now, as a Red Sox fan, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that because. <laughs> Shohei Otani just signed a $600 million uh, contract with the Angels. Jesus. Damn. Okay. Now, is Shohei Otani enough of, uh, of, of a resource? Yeah, thank you. August 1st. Thank you, David. You so, go. is Shohei Otani enough of a resource to put a team like the Red Sox over the, you know, over the top? you know, to where they can really start to come together and put together enough meaningful wins. Uh, you know, we're not talking series sweeps, we're maybe talking series wins, but, you know, just not drop two or three in a row kind of a situation. Um, you know, where we can, where they can put together enough, uh, uh, enough wins between now and the end of the season to not only qualify for a wild card spot, they maybe contend for the top wild card spot. Um at this point in the season, I, I was willing to rule the Red Sox out as being a, a contender for the division title after April was over. But 
you know, with, I mean, it's not outside the realm of the impossible for them to do that, but they're going to definitely need some outside help. They, they do not control their own destiny at this point. Uh, at least as far as the divisional race is concerned, wild card race, as of today, they're still only a game and a half back um, from the, uh, I think they're actually a game and a half back from the third wild card spot still. So, but um, I mean, no, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of pundits that are out there saying that it's unlikely that the angels will, will deal uh, uh, Otani. Now he's a two way player. He pitches and he, and he plays a, a field position. Um, he's leading the, the, the American league in home runs right now. And he's actually on a better pace than Aaron judge was home run wise at this point last year. So I think it would just be kind of funny if Shoei Otani went out there and hit 63 plus home runs this year. And then, uh, you know, kind of took the allure. I mean, it just, it. I'll give Roger Maris all the credit in the world for holding the American League single season home run record for as long as he did, even though he was a member of the Yankees when he did it. And, you know, got nothing really too far against Aaron Judge. It's just the fact that he plays for the Yankees. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'd like to see somebody else break that record. Uh, because I think it would be good for the sport, not only domestically, but internationally as well. I mean, you've got this stud coming out of Japan who, who, is doing things that nobody has seen since Babe Ruth almost as far as, you know, being a two-way player. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it, with the package there, there's, there, there talks uh, with uh, San Diego. Uh, there's also talks about uh, the Orioles. Uh, as I said before, the Red Sox, um, The, the thing about making a trade deadline deal like this, it, you know, what they consider to be a blockbuster deal, is that nine times out of ten, the players that you pick up in uh, at or before the trade deadline are, for lack of a better term, they're just basically a midseason rental. Because yeah. unless, unless you have the capital available to sign, re-sign that player during the offseason – for somebody like Otani, you're going to give up at least one good starting uh, starting pitcher, maybe a stud hitter, and, and and a handful of prospects. If not, maybe cash considerations. Um, I wonder if he has to pay uh, uh, Japan taxes if he if he get makes that because uh, if yeah. he has to pay Japan taxes, that is their taxes are like ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, he may have to pay an expat tax. Or, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I do know that he does owe the club that he came from. He does owe them some money uh, based on his contract here. Um, One of the biggest things with the new contract. Yeah, they're going to have to write out that clause. They really are. They're going to have to write that clause out. And in, even then, he may if if he does that, he may bring shame or dishonor upon that club and they may not allow him to return to Japan to play baseball. So there's things like that to consider. Uh, the, the Japanese pool of talent that comes over from Japan, that's playing professionally in Japan that comes over to play major league baseball. They, uh, that's a whole different animal because I mean, you, you have to uh, put in a bid 
is basically, you know, the highest bidder gets to enter and go into negotiation talks. So the team has to put up a lump sum of money just to have the right to talk to him first. Right. And then, then they go into contract negotiations. And even though you've gotten first dibs, that's no guarantee that you're going to sign that player. Um, I think Otani is, is shining the way that he is at, and you know, in Anaheim because it is a smaller market team. He stands out the way that he does and he looks far and away like a God among men as compared to everybody else on that roster with the exception of maybe Hunter Renfro and Mike Trout. Um, and that's just because the angels are your perennial losers. Uh, I don't want to say they're, they're basement dwellers by any stretch of the imagination, the American league West, that, that, that spot's usually reserved for the Oakland and potentially future Las Vegas athletics. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's just, he, he, Mike Trout and Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro, he, he played for a season or two with the Red Sox. He did well here uh, in Boston, but it it was more of a – I might must be boring the dog crap out of him. He got up and straight up left. <laughs> Just straight up walked away. Mid-sentence, didn't say nothing. He said, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, hey, welcome back. Glad you You know, I was going to do the whole Howie Mandel stand-up routine, and I was going to have everybody switch places. (laughs) That would have been funny. No, I had to to grab something. Uh, Door. Oh, okay. But I I honestly think that Hunter or or, uh, Mike Trout and Shoei Otani, they are definitely wasting their careers playing in Anaheim. If either one of them wants a chance at a championship ring, they need to get out of Anaheim. They really do. They need to get away from the Angels, and they need to do it fast. Um, I believe that Mike Trout has lasted that long in that club. Well, you know, I mean. Well, most of the times, don't you go into, like, you know, the the lower lower brand of the Major League teams just so you could get, like, hopefully a, a spotlight shine on you? So you how think, much more of a bri- – how much brighter is that Those two players – yeah, those two players alone are what – I mean, they are the textbook definition of generational talent. They yeah. don't need to go to a lower-tier team just to have the spotlight put on them. And if you put yeah. them in a large-market team like Boston or, God forbid, the New York Yankees, it, it, you're going to have a standout star regardless. And that's just based on their performance. And if you put them in a position to where they've got lineups like Boston, um, has the potential for, like the Yankees have the potential for, or and you know, like uh, another large market team, the Dodgers. If if Shohei Otani or or Mike Trout played for the Los Angeles Dodgers and they had that kind of offensive power and 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 pitching support behind them, the amount of wins that they would rack up as a team are mind boggling. We're not talking about tying the two thousand one. Seattle Mariners with 116 wins. We're talking teams that might approach the 120, dare I say, even the 130 win mark. And they do it uh, perennially. I I know I can't say that word correctly, but I mean, like consistent 120, 130 wins a a season. Okay. And then, and that's putting, and that's putting teams on a mark for, you know, 
multiple, multiple World Series championships. I mean, enough to give Yankees fans a reason to be scared because now they're having to look over their shoulder because somebody else is getting close to there. We got 27 rings. You know, it's like, seriously. I mean, but I think that those two players alone are withering away and they're wasting their opportunity at a championship by staying in an Angels uniform, hands down. And that is not just because I'm a Red Sox fan. Would I love to see Mike Trout would I love to see Shohei Otani in a Red Sox uniform? Absolutely. But at what cost? I mean, it, it has to be a reasonable cost. And any general manager that is entertaining trade talks for that particular player has to look at the long-term pitcher. Like, like yeah, you're going to get a player for a couple of months, and is he going to help you win some additional games? Is he going to help you kind of up your run, per, uh, run production? Absolutely, they're going to do that. But at what price? You know, I mean, it's it's almost like, um, you know, uh, it's almost like Thanos when he's in the ether, you know, and, he, you know, his, his daughter's like, you know, was it worth it? You know, or what did it cost? You know, everything, yeah. you know, it's like you're going to rape your farm system and you're going to you're going to you're going to basically have a fire sale to bring in one guy just because he's projected to make. 600 plus million dollars going into the offseason. Ah, man, you know, I just, I don't think so. I think that at this point, we retain the farm picks that we've, you know, the farm talent that we've got. We retain the, 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 the pro, you know, the prospects that we have. We retain the talent that we have in the starting rotation and in the bullpen. And we look forward to the offseason and we see what kind of a deal that we can get. You know, because at that point, you can you can release guys, free up some uh, some uh, payroll space. Because baseball doesn't have a salary cap, but they do have luxury tax implications. So once you go over a certain amount on your payroll, you have to pay a percentage of that as a luxury tax that gets disseminated to the smaller market teams. So. <clears throat> We, we have to be smart about it, you know, because the the the, the other side of this store of the sword is that, yeah, you could go out and throw all this money at this guy and you could pay the penalty on on luxury tax just for the sheer sake of having a guy in your uniform. But you're going to have to raise the price of your tickets. And I know that at Yankee Stadium and I know that at Fenway, that those are two of the most costly uh, venues in all of baseball. I mean, they are right. How much are they? I mean, and, and depending on what's uh, depending what teams coming into play that weekend, you know, it's like okay, so like Rangers tickets, Rangers tickets for the most part, they're pretty reasonable. But you get a large market team like the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Dodgers, or even the Braves coming in, and ticket prices go up because that large market team takes a portion of the ticket sales, right. So these high-priced contracts that are going out throughout baseball over the last few years have actually, in my opinion, been hurting the game. I'm not. I'm not against somebody going out and getting theirs. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing salary caps coming in. Well, that's something that would be ha- that that would have to be agreed upon by the players' union mm-hmm. uh, during the next collective bargaining or uh, uh, agreement. Do I see it happening? Probably not. Just based on the talks that we had going into last year, where we had a delay to the, you know, to, to the uh, to the season because of the collective bargaining agreement, the players' union, uh, kind of, you know, sitting out. 
um, you know, it's, it's, um, the, the overall consensus is that salary caps just not going to be a thing. And yeah, but there's, you're going to have your haves and you're going to have your have nots. Now I understand that it's, it's all relative based on the amount of talent. Now you you've got, you know, you got what a 53 man roster in the NFL and two thirds of those guys are making league minimum. Right. You know, you got your superstars that are out there, the ones that are always on TV, the ones that the cameras always zo- are zooming in on. Um, no, let's take it. What at Fenway? I'm looking at uh New New York. It's like for for like the bleeding seats. Yeah. <clears throat> In those bleed seats. Baseball. Yeah, it's like the fifty-six to seventy-one dollars. Yeah, but think about that. By comparison, look at the at Globe Life Field in Arlington. For the upper deck, lower, you know, the nosebleed seats. And then you look at Minute Maid Park. The Houston Astros are a large market team. Their nosebleed seats are like anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars. Really? Yeah. Well, and like if you, and if you want a seat that's anywhere close to the action, like six hundred dollars, yeah. Yeah, you know, and like Fenway, a seat on the monster, on the green monster, those are like 400 bucks a seat. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) 19 bucks. Yeah, so, you know, it's all relative. I mean, you've got this brand new hotness. It's like an Aladdin lunchbox of a stadium with a couple of like really obscured view seats in it. And the team is really at this point, it's actually performing the way that they thought that they should have been performing last year, but they just got the right personnel in. Texas, the Texas Rangers are spending like they're a large market team. And I would be very, very surprised to see that trend continue without jacking the prices of their tickets up. Yeah. Because they've got Corey Seager's contract. They've got uh, uh, Noah Singregard's contract now. Uh, you know, and, and if Heraldus Chapman decides to re-sign with the Rangers after the season is over, depending on his performance, he may ask for like three or four million. Hmm. Now, because Heraldus Chapman has been kind of on the outs here as of late, we may not see that because you know people are going to be like, "Well, we're going to give you that that probational contract amount, maybe seven hundred twenty thousand a year." Until you prove to us that you're not going to be a complete horse's ass in the you know in the locker room, but um, I mean, as far as you know, the standings are concerned. Uh, going into action today, the Baltimore Orioles are actually in first place um, in the American League East. They have leapfrogged the Rays. They are ahead by two games now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and. Everybody, the Toronto Blue Jays are the only ones that are playing, and they're playing later tonight um, in in LA against the Dodgers. But uh, the Baltimore Orioles, their first place Baltimore Orioles, are actually playing right now in Philadelphia. Everybody else in the American League East has the day off; they don't play until tomorrow. Um, the uh, the the Red Sox are going to be in Atlanta. The Yankees are going to be across the across you know um, across the river uh, playing the Mets at City Field. And uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're just 
taking a bus ride across the state over to Miami to play the Marlins. But uh, everybody is still, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's still above 500. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox, they're tied for last place. They both have a 530 winning percentage at 53 and 47. They're both eight and a half games out of first place at this point in the season. It's not a stretch to think that some of one of one or both of them might be a contender for the, you know, for the division title if things fall their way. With the way that the Yankees are playing baseball right now, I seriously doubt that that's going to be the case. Um, and unless the Red Sox find some kind of miracle formula and uh, you know, put together more consistency. Um, I mean, yeah. I know that over their last 10 games, they're six and four and they've lost their last two, but yeah, it's, it's one of those situations where I'm just kind of like, I, I, well, no correction. They won their last two games, but you know, I want to see more consistency out of them. I'd like to see a couple more sweeps. Um, And obviously they're going to need some help to move out of last place in the division. Um, I mean, they're only two and a half, they're only two games behind Toronto for third place. And then, um, they're uh, six and a half games behind Tampa Bay for second place. So they're going to have to have some help to move up in the division, but definitely they can help their winning percentage by, by getting more consistency out of their starting rotation, more consistency out of the bullpen. Uh, the offense, the offense has been clicking here lately. Uh, uh, Rafael Devers has been kind of on a, on a, on a home run hot streak since the all-star break. So that's kind of nice to see his back come alive. Uh, the Minnesota twins, they 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 happen to still be in first place. They're capitalizing on the mediocre at best American League and Central. Um, the, the Cleveland Guardians are still the se- uh, in second place at a 495 winning percentage. They are one game under 500. Um, the only team that is worse than the Kansas City Royals right now, who are in last place in their division, are the Oakland Athletics at 28 and 74. Well, damn, it's just. They are 32 games out of first place. What's they are the, 28 games out of the last wild card spot. What's the opposite of fairy tale season? That's what they're having right now. Well, I think part of that is a part of, part of that is fueled by you know players don't want to play in Oakland anymore because the Coliseum, for all intents and purposes, yes, I understand that it's got its history, but it's a dump. Dude, it's got, the, it's got the biggest, it's got the most real estate to cover as far as foul territory is concerned. Um, hitters don't like hitting there, especially during night games, because you got that marine layer coming in and it really causes balls to hang up. No. Uh, you know, it'd be funny. Just the facility itself is just not that nice. Um, you know, it'd be funny you saw, if you being portrayed in Moneyball yeah. is exactly the way that it looks. Well, it's even gotten worse because to think that it was that was set back in what two thousand two. Yeah, that was set in 2000, 2002, 2003. Right. Yeah, and the Raiders were there. Yeah. You know, so part of the part of their weightlifting equipment was there for the NFL team. Yeah, and it hasn't you know, it hasn't been fixed in twenty years. Now, so you know what? It, it would it be funny if uh if there was like a a sinkhole that accidentally happened, and one of the players just dropped off. That much of a shitbag place. I mean, it would suck for the player, but it would be like, oh shit. I think it would just be apropos. I think it would be apropos. You know, I, I you know, what does that remind me of a Futurama okay. episode? Yeah. Oh, speaking of Futurama, <laughs> the new season of Futurama is now out on Hulu. 
is it out I already? Mean, I knew it was man. closed. It is a great episode. Is it? Is it? I gotta watch it. I gotta yeah. watch it. And dude, in, in true Futurama fashion, they break the fourth wall and they take so many jabs at modern day society. Yes. Dude, it is a great episode. I cannot wait for next week. It's going to be amazing. I saw it. I turned awesome. on Hulu today because I was like, because um, normally I watch King of the Hill. Yeah. And uh, it, it, Futurama, you know, and I was like, oh, season 11. <gasps> oh, we're back, baby. You know, <laughs> that reminds me. Did you? There's a channel on TikTok that actually does the AI voice and it's AI script generator for the King of the Hill uh, characters. So they just have them like randomly walking across the street it's all ai driven but they'll it's it's ai script just going random and it's the ai voice generator so it's their voices that are going and they're just they're just going off off the wall shit it's fucking hilarious it is so great next but, I, I don't remember the name of it next time it pops up i'm gonna send you a link for it so you can watch it because it's that'd be awesome yeah AI, family guy spongebob um yeah, there's eight. Yeah. yeah, I've I've only seen oh, uh, of the stuff, right. One of canceled like five different times now for copyright. So one of my guilty pleasures, it's an AMSR game. I play Power Washer Simulator. Yeah. Right. There's a new SpongeBob DLC out for it. Are you serious? Yeah, like your pressure, your 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 spray gun what? is animated. Like it's like you're you're in Bikini Bottom. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta wash the. I, I'm guessing the Krusty Krab, Squidward's plate. You're 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 washing the pineapple. Oh my god, that's fantastic! Like it was animated by Nickelodeon. Boy, do they know their audience or what? Well, I you know, I thought I was living high on the hog when I did their little special mission and pressure wash the 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 Mars rover. I was like, okay. But, oh my god yeah i'm just like okay um the uh your excitement scares me on certain things honestly johnny it's sponge fucking bob david yeah how dare you badmouth spongebob i'll really Fuck you, david i want you to choke yourself david not with your hand with mine like figure out a way to transcendentally just kind of like transmit yourself through the screen just choke yourself good god i want you to do push-ups until oklahoma is back in texas <laughs> i want you to do push-ups until the a's have a winning season oh, fuck. wow david's gonna be swole dude <laughs> <laughs> make you both strong you're gonna be like this his shoulders he's gonna flex his shoulders and it's gonna pop his head like a zit Oh, fantastic. He, he's going to be able to do the Chris Farley. He's going to be like, oh, we're at the gym. God okay. Yeah. All right. Check it out. <laughs> Such an idiot. Um, <laughs> what were you doing, Richard? <laughs> oh. Who's your favorite little rascal? <laughs> or Spanky. Spanky. Sinner. <laughs> oh, oh god uh so yeah the the braves they're going to be hosting boston they've got the best record in the major leagues right now at a 653 winning clip they're 64 and 34 
I think at this point they're kind of the odds on favorite to, to, to go all the way and win this year. Um, now I know it's still early. It's just a little bit past the halfway point in the year, but eh, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of on board with that. Um, you know, it, it, it's nice to see the, the city of Atlanta actually flourish in something. Um, you know, not, not trying to mention any names, but his uh, initials are Matt Ryan. Um, <laughs> three, three. Uh, yeah, I still wonder if Matt Ryan has nightmares of Tom Brady when he's in bed at night. I would. It'd be funny if he did. Just hearing those numbers should be triggering. It's like the dead man's hand. You know, like those are the dead man numbers. He's giving his girlfriend back shots or something. Then he looks over at her open closet and sees a Brady sleeve hanging out. <laughs> like, babe, why do you have a fucking number 12 jersey? And she's like, <sighs> well, I, I was going to ask you to wear it to bed because I wanted to fantasize a real man. Oh. Right? Like, you know, he would have to quaff his hair, though. I uh, He would have to have so many products. He would have to get, you know, a lot of spraying, clipping. Here's what his girlfriend probably does. She she subscribes to the TB12 dietary plan and she reboxes everything. <laughs> what the fuck? That'd be some fucked up shit. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's 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 wrong. <laughs> God damn, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that scene said, Johnny, I need some of Tom Brady's sperm. <laughs> like they sneak into his house and they look up, they lift up the blanket and he's like, Oh my god, Johnny, look at that. It's not even wrecked. It's magnificent. <laughs> Baby's arm. <laughs> what the hell? Who are you guys? Fucking run. <laughs> and then he throws Ted out the window. Ted's going to be a perfect spiral. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, right. NFL news. There is some news to kind of go over. Uh, the Colts agree to terms with their quarterback, Anthony Richardson. It's a four-year rookie contract. Uh, they took him number, number four overall uh, in the draft. Um, he, has, he agreed to their deal today. Um, and then three-time Pro Bowl cornerback Marcus Peters agrees to a one-year contract uh, with the Raiders. Uh, 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 Peters last year played for the Ravens. So that'll be an interesting change of uh, venue for him. Uh, the Texans and uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud uh, of uh, Ohio State that went uh, number one overall. Uh, or did he go number two? I can't remember. Anyway, he was taken in the first round. Um, he agreed to a, a rookie contract with an upfront $23.38 million signing bonus. Um, it's a four-year, $36.3 million, fully guaranteed rookie contract. Uh, which includes the $23.38 million signing bonus up front. So he basically got half his contract up front. Uh, look for him to have gambling problems and debt problems throughout the Houston area. 
Uh, he's probably going to owe Paul Wall's grill, my, uh, grill man a, a pretty penny uh, before week one. Um, I shouldn't say that. I wish the best for this kid. I mean, I think he's going to get eaten alive in the NFL because he came from the Ohio State University, which is a system school, but oh well. Uh, the Packers president says that the team will retire Aaron Rodgers' number at the appropriate time. Um, you know, I don't want to say that the Green Bay front office is being petty, but probably look for them to retire the number after Aaron Rodgers meets an untimely demise because he spoke out against child trafficking or something. Um, yes, he went there. He went there, everybody. Oh, God, he went there. Someone's One of the players are child trafficking? Really? No, no, no. Oh, my God. Are you even on the same planet as we are? No. How did you get that out of what he said? I have no idea. I was looking at that article about the uh, uh, suspension for uh, betting on the NFL game. What did we say about trying to read and think at the same time? <laughs> like big stinky. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky you're cute, David. Uh, thank you. Lions defensive back CJ Garner Johnson suffers a non contact knee injury at practice. Uh, he was carted off of the field. Um, now, as far as it says, uh, there's optimism that his knee injury is not serious, but there are more tests to come. Uh, let's see here. They, ink, they they signed him to a one-year, $8 million contract this offseason as part of their plan to rebuild the secondary. Um, he can he can line up in the slaughterers at safety. He's coming off of the season with Philadelphia uh, where he tied for the lead league with six interceptions and in 12 games played. So everybody in, in Detroit is probably holding their breath at this point. Uh, this weekend... The highpoint.com 400 was uh, held at uh, Pocono Raceway in Pocono, Pennsylvania. We're not going uh, to go over the suspensions. There's like 10 of them. It, dude, it was like, it's a six week old story. I, I mean, you know what you did, you did some due diligence and, and you brought it to our attention. So I yield the floor to the Senator from Wichita Falls. Uh, I can't I even say fucking name. That's what's really bad. Uh, Denver Broncos defensive end is uh, suspended until 2024 uh, for betting on the Denver Broncos, which he's actually affiliated with. Uh, what? You know, I the article. Well, I looked at the last part of the article. He's ten. It's he's the tenth player suspended. Uh, oh. in, in the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, uh, I Aisha uh, Rogers, uh, uh, Raho Barry. All right, all right. So there's yeah. a form there were, uh, in an article dated June 29th, um, July. Yeah, no, I'm reading the original article. June oh, okay. 29th. Uh, the NFL suspended four more players, including Colts de defensive back Isaiah Rogers, for uh, violating the league's gambling policy. Um, Isaiah Rogers and defensive end Rashad Barry were among players suspended indefinitely by the NFL. Um, let me see here. Defense, uh, Tennessee Titans offensive lineman Nicholas Petit Ferreri 
uh, was also he also received a six game suspension for gambling on non NFL games at team facilities. Um, let me see here. Uh, see, Rogers started nine games for the Colts in 2022. He was also used as a kick and punt returner. Uh, Rogers' account reportedly made roughly 100 bets, according to David Perdue of ESPN. Most of those wagers were reportedly between $25 and $50 each. However, he allegedly placed a $1,000 wager on an over-under rushing yards prop involving a Colts running back um, that he reportedly won. Um, let me see here. What else? What else? Okay. Oh, oh, and there was some other news here, and this this made me think of it. Um, in April, the league suspended five players under the league's gambling policy. Three of those uh, players were Detroit Lions receiver Quintez Cephas, Lions defensive back C.J. Moore, and the Washington Commanders defensive end, Shaka Tony. Uh, they were suspended indefinitely by the league. They can reapply for reinstatement following the 2023 season. Uh, two other receivers, Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, received a six-game suspension for their actions uh, when they reportedly bet on uh, college football games. Now, prior to the start of the 2022 season, receiver Calvin Ridley was suspended for the entire season due to gambling on games. He was a member of the Atlanta Falcons at the time. He was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars during the 2022 season and was reinstated ahead of the 2023 season, which is like less than 100 days away. Um, defensive end from the Broncos, uh, Imoya Uazarki, uh, suspended for uh, suspended for the same thing. Uh, it was an indefinite uh, suspension by the league. He cannot petition for reinstatement until 2024 which means he'll miss the entirety of the 2023 season at a minimum. Uh, he was 25 when he joined the Broncos as a rookie back in 22 as a fourth-round draft pick out of Iowa State. He played in eight games as a backup, tallying 17 tackles, two quarterback hits, and one pass defended. So not exactly top tier, but hey, got money? All right, whatever. Um, he was scheduled to play the 2023 season on the second uh, on the second year of a four-year, $4.4 million contract. Um $765,000 of which was, was guaranteed via a signing bonus. Now, um, he was the 10th player overall suspended by the NFL since April for violating the, the league's gambling policy. So there, there's been there's been some noise going on about that, uh, about the, the league's uh, gambling policy. Um, I think it's a good thing. I think that the NFL is handling it properly. Yeah, because they get to see the script before, uh, before anybody else, so they know what's going to go on. I was waiting on that one. Yeah, I, I know you you had that one teed up for a while. But, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking about the NFL handling it correctly, you know, they're not throwing out lifetime bans like Major League Baseball did to Pete Rose, which I still, yeah. to this day, I will die on this hill. That is, that is the single-handed, the most egregious travesty to ever befall professional sports. Yeah. Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame. Hands down. Reinstate him and make him eligible for the Hall of Fame. And I guarantee Absolutely. he will get in on the first ballot. Absolutely. Oh, he's almost a guaranteed first ballot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, so um, many sports I, writers have already said that, they, that they're, they're saying the same thing. Right. Now, Reinstate the him. District of, uh, of Columbia, Washington Commanders, um, their team is officially sold. We are now living in the post Dan Snyder era. The uh, owners committee, uh, from what I heard, 
uh, from reports unanimously agreed to the sale of the team. Yeah. There is a lot of rumors going around and there's a lot of um, uh, justifiable scuttlebutt, so to speak, that the commanders will in, will definitely change their name. There is a huge movement to rename the team the Redskins. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. Because before Dan Snyder took over the team, they had the blessing of the local Indian tribes. They also had Native American uh, ceremonies before each home game, and a portion of the profits that the team made during the course of the season were donated to Native American charities. So this this whole, oh, we're just being woke, you know, I think that the biggest and most correct step in the right direction would be for the Washington Redskins to rename themselves the Redskins. Um, you had you had tribes all over the country that were speaking out in support of keeping the name. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not just the local area still tribe. Yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, it was across the country. Yeah, you know, and they were like, "There's nothing wrong with it." I yeah. mean, it, it didn't portray. The, the 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 Native American in a negative light. I mean, no, the only no. thing that that was doing, I mean, the only only reason you could even associate the Washington Redskins as a parody of, a, of Native Americans was the way that they were playing. <laughs> okay. But past that, there's Giving absolutely a lot of land. nothing wrong with that name at all. <laughs> there's history. There's legacy with that name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's you the know, same so for the for the Florida Seminoles. Well, the, the, the Florida State Seminoles told the NCAA to go get fucked and stay fucked. Yeah. Well, the, the actual tribe. The Seminoles tribe came out and yeah, said, no, no. You're not changing that fucking name. You're, you're not changing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you get hear John Anderson playing in the background, Seminole win, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, but back into NASCAR real quick. Uh, Denny Hamlin by Hooker Crook won the race. Uh, the high point 400.com 400 at Pocono this weekend. Um, he's gone out on record many times as saying if there's any one person on the track that he respects more than anybody else, it's Kyle Larson. And who did he run up into the wall unnecessarily? Kyle Larson. It was even commented upon by his teammate, Martin Truex Jr., who drives, uh, who drove the number 19 interstate batteries Toyota Camry for uh, Joe Gibbs Motorsport uh, Motorsports this weekend. Um, or Joe Gibbs Racing, rather. It, it's, he, he, said that what Denny did was unnecessary and it, and it went into that territory of being kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not very you know, much money. About it. You know, so Denny Hamlin is going to be one of those guys. I mean, it, it, Martin Trucks Jr. said, look, look, man, we're, 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 it's too early in the season. We got the playoffs coming up to be running guys up in the wall for a win. Right. Because when it comes time for the playoffs, Denny Hamlin better, better watch his back. Because he will get put in the wall oh, he at just the opportune it. time that will eliminate him. Yeah, he just put a giant target right on his back. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, Denny Hamlin was one of the biggest crybabies. And, and I say this because I, I listen to his show every once in a while, Actions Detrimental uh, with Denny Hamlin. It's on the uh, uh, Dirty Mo Media banner uh, that's owned by Dale Earnhardt Jr. But it, it's, I mean, it, he's got some valid opinions. But he was the biggest critic of the way that Ross Chastain was racing everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and, was. Yeah. 
And then he's going to turn around and he's going to, he's going to pull a Chastain yeah. and, yeah. you know, and not expect to catch some backlash. He's right. not going to expect to get in kind of, you know, repayment because apparently, you know, supposedly Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin are pretty, pretty good friends off track. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Kyle Larson was do I know you see him um, uh, with pictures with each other every once in a while. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're friends off track. Yeah. They're legitimate friends off track and they spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Their, their families do. And yeah. that's great. But you don't you don't put pressure on that friendship on the track. Nope. I mean, there was plenty of room for Kyle or for Kyle Larson to be up there. I'm a Kyle Larson fan. Don't don't get me twisted. I mean, he I'm a, I'm I'm a Hendrick driver fan, but you know, I like Kyle Larson. Uh I mean, the kid can drive. I mean, he can absolutely wheel anything that you put in his hands. Um I mean, he he said that, you know, hey, look, Tuesday we're going to go up run run sprint modified and uh you know, we're just going to move on. We're going to forget about it. He said he'd probably forgotten about it by today. So, you know, it it's I mean, as far as Kyle Larson's concerned, it's probably a non-starter as far as an argument is concerned. But, I mean, as far as his pit crew is going to be concerned, it, they, they're going to have long memories. So, um, you know, just kind of look for that. Uh, next week on, the, on Sunday, July 30th, Richmond, Virginia, the Richmond Raceway is going to host the Cookout 400. Uh, that is going to start at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Uh, they're going to be broadcasting that on um, Peacock, uh, USA, MRN, which is the Motor News Racing Network, uh, or the Motor Racing Network, and then Sirius XM, obviously. Uh, and then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that puts us for eight weeks. Eight weeks until we hit the track, boys. Oh, uh, just a little FYI, I got a, I got a portable smoker. We want to take that with us. Well, I, I'm going to get my hands on a camp stove. No, I got a little gentleman like pit boy. I don't want to sit there all day watching. <laughs> Quit cooking, David. Fine. I'm going to have a cooler that's going to have eggs and bacon and then something for lunch before we go into the track. And then they're going to be something in there for dinner. So that way we can make a light little dinner and hang out in the parking lot, wait for traffic to thin out before we head back to the hotel. I've got a table. I've got an awning. What he said. Just bring some chairs. Fine. You know, I mean, I'm all for cooking a brisket, but I'm not going to sit there for 12 hours watching the brisket. When there's a race going on that we paid to go see. Yeah, okay. would it pay to go smoke a brisket? I was thinking Saturday. Is it, are we going to go up there Saturday? We're meeting, we're meeting at the hotel on Saturday, and then we're probably going to hit up Babe's uh, Babe's Chicken Saturday night. Oh, okay. No, never mind. I had something else in my we head. We literally had this conversation. Like, we have, we've, we've gone over this, man. You know I have, like, a turtle in my brain, not a fucking hamster, right? I think the turtle is your brain. Probably. Yeah. I don't think it's on your brain. I think it's been replaced. Could be. And honestly, it's a sick turtle. I don't think it's doing well. It's like 
on its last legs. Like, I'm a little bit worried about this turtle. <laughs> he may even be, like, you know, developmentally challenged somewhere. I'm not saying it's full-on, like, Down syndrome, but, you know, like, comparisons could be made. All right, so <clears throat> without further ado, we're going to shift gears. See what it did there? It's a racing reference. Keeping <laughs> up, David? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's still processing the whole turtle thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's legging. Yeah. He still runs. Yeah. He's running still run- is bad. yeah. He still runs Windows 3.1. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody else is like, aren't it that good? What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then Dave is all. What? <laughs> 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 Good news, everyone. <laughs> okay, he, he does not look amused anymore. Look at his face, dude. I'm con- I'm 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 ready to go to the bathroom. That's what's going on right now. Oh, you have a jumper in the door? Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a wonderful transition. A wonderful segue, as they as we like to call it in the industry. One of those goddamn sounds. I was like, oh my god, is that me or is that okay? Okay, that's the sound. That's the sound. Okay. I'm still clenching, but every <laughs> sounds like uh, is, you know, is we are professionals. David, just just remember, at your age, don't trust a fart ever. Oh, God damn never it. Idea. <laughs> the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> our next segment is brought to you by our lovely and talented sponsor, Mobile Notary Mindy. She is a certified. And nationally, our National Notary Association, uh, Association certified notary. God, I need to start that over. My lovely wife, mobile notary, memory, modal. I cannot. Now I'm suffering from Daviditis here. It's infected you. Somehow I got an STI through the internet because of David. <laughs> you need to update your antivirus. <laughs> right. AVG's just not doing the job. That firewall's not up. That firewall yeah. isn't up. <clears throat> but a perimeter breach. Uh, Deep breath. Anyways, um, this nest sec, this nest. I let me start over here. <laughs> I'm so glad that we don't edit this show. This next segment is brought to you by Mobile Notary Mindy. Screw that up again. Anyways, she does wills, powers of attorney, medical documents, healthcare proxies, living wills, certifications of trust, assignment of personal property, HIPAA waivers, advanced healthcare directives, I-9 verifications. She is certified with the National Notary Association. She's bonded and E&O insured, and she's on every Facebook platform or every, every social media platform out there, rather. I just need to type this out and read the script. She's also Google verified. She does remote online notifications. So if you need help, hit her up on Facebook at Mobile Notary Mindy, and she will try to help you out the best that she can, or at least get you pointed in the right direction. Now, without further ado. 
Wait, wait. Oh, you're, oh, you're, oh, you're pulling up your your material. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. Anyways. <clears throat> From the piles of rubble, twisted steel, and shattered glass, through the smoky haze of asbestos mortar and office supplies. <laughs> I, I knew where I was going with that. <laughs> Comes the reason for your doubt. The reason for most of the calamity that we experience in this world. He is that which the Democrat National Convention despises. He is a owner of three, free thought, free will. Regular bowel movements in the morning and the ability to make you question yourself. I bring to you my genetic code on display for your eyes and ears, hailing from the deepest, darkest regions of my groin. I present to you this week's edition of Joke Time with Colin. What do you call a dog turd in China? A waste of food. Oh, God. No. 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 There are certain oh. jokes that oh, we will not no. tell. Oh, I want to hear it now. Abortion <laughs> jokes and 9 11 oh. jokes are forbidden no. on okay. the show. Look, I won't do 9 11 jokes. I just, no. Abortion <laughs> jokes on the hand, sometimes they're a little funny. The joke that I seemingly rejected is not a reflection of the opinion of Groomy Productions, this production of Nerd Sports, or its three regular hosts, but I present to you a not safe, safe for work telling of the following joke by Colin. Why can't you fool an aborted feces? Or fetus. Fetus. Why? An aborted, an aborted feces is what David's dealing with right now. <laughs> winds over the drop zone are too too high right now david you're in a holding pattern <laughs> okay let's try one again. more time oh, oh. an aborted fetus yesterday Oh, right. I told you. I told you that is not that. That is that. Oof. Oh, okay. Bro, something to do. You can't. You can't go out on that note, man. You got to do something. Else, <laughs> you got to redeem oh. yourself. God. What happens when uh, Helen Lecter took the Asian guy's faces off, uh, face off to wear as a mask? I mean Hannibal Lecter. 
Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Okay. What happened when Hannibal Lecter took the Asian uh, guy's face off to wear his mask? He couldn't see. God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Now, I have not had any prior knowledge of this joke. I have yes, not you have. Screened, I have not screened this joke. You know this joke, though. Do I? Oh, God. The taste I'm... of the good life. Oh, I'm scared now. All right, let's go. For Do you it. not remember this joke? Just go. So sometimes I go out partying, you know. And on my way home, I fill a balloon full of champagne. Oh, and I find no. a hobo. Really? Yes. You're going to yes. quote Danny DeVito. Yes. Okay. You know what? Colin is going to quote Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Go for it. So sometimes I go out partying, you know, have, have a good time. And on my way home, I fill a balloon full of champagne. I find a hobo. I lob it over the hobo's head. And he doesn't get a. He gets a little bit in his mouth, not even a full sip. I say, how's the taste of the good life, you sack of shit? I'm guessing you had to see the clip in context. Yeah. God damn it. It's so horrible that it's actually. My kid has become addicted to It's Always Sunny and his watching this thing religiously it is a good show it is a good show i am not doubting that um yeah you know if your mother ever listens to this show and she hears you cuss i'm gonna hear it uh, well i'm not i'm never gonna hear never i'm never gonna hear, hear the end of it rather no don't don't play the clip we we I'm don't not play the clip. we don't want we don't want we don't I'm want the clip play, i'm not gonna play the clip what, are you going to send it to me so I can send it to them? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, you know, I, I really feel you should go out stronger than that because yeah. this is your last week on camera Okay. No, no, see, for they, a while. So if they watch the clip, they'll see how funny it is. Yeah, but our, our listeners won't be able to watch that clip. Unless they have intimate knowledge of that episode, they're not going to know. Okay. Well, you, you, want, yeah. you, want, you want to understand the context of that episode? No, no Colin, that's not the point. <sighs> I'm going to give you 15 seconds to find something to go out on a strong note with because, you know, we need you to, I mean, we're mediocre, right? And you're down here right now. We need you to come back up to mediocre so that way you go out on a strong note and you know you're on level with us. Listen, it's a low bar, Colin. Like it is almost on the floor, and yet somehow you're underneath it. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't it be he he still messed it up? We said the same thing, David, but with less steps. Okay. like uh no baby saying that he's lesbian so you can get old chick pregnant it's just straight with extra steps okay this is his attempt to go out on a high note here what do you call a hot tub full of special needs kids 
vegetable soup. <laughs> that is that is good. Just like that, the rubble has been cleared. <laughs> A new parking lot has taken its place. And the wisping, the scent, the aura somehow still blankets the place. It's almost as if he never left. But have no fear. For there is wrongs to be righted. There is justices to be wrought. Where there is an errant foul odor wisping through your nostrils like a popcorn fart in the wind. Never fear. All it takes is a simple request, a cry out. Dare I say, a plea. And he will come running and leave you questioning yourself as to why. But my genetic code has been on display yet again. He's left your eye holes burning and your ear holes dripping. You, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, angry, faithful, of all ages have been witness to history. You have taken part in yet another episode of joke time with Colin. You can stay. You've been here the whole time. You, you we're, we're going to land the plane here in just like a minute. Uh, 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 you're 14. You got nowhere to go. Put your headphones on. Yeah, so do I. Okay. <laughs> so in nerd news, Bob Iger's selling uh, Disney to Apple, probably. <laughs> no. Pieces. No, that, that, that will get shot down. It's going to be pieces everybody is starting to, to to have the rumor go out now that he's selling all of it there's well, for starters it's not bob Iger's uh place to sell any portion of disney he's just the ceo right. he can and probably most likely will get voted out by their board of directors yeah so don't look for bob Iger to be collecting a paycheck from disney for very much longer albeit he may go out with a golden parachute and he will be well well to do but again, assuming that the deal even goes through, even if yeah. it's only pieces of Disney, if there's certain Disney properties that he's looking to get rid of, I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it yet. Even though there has been almost accumulatively, it's it's over nine hundred million dollars that they've lost now on their their live action remake movies. Yeah, the live action remakes. They're uh, shooting they're, for they're a billion. They, they admitted during the San Diego Comic Con panel or panels that the television content for the uh, for for the uh, for the Marvel content has hurt the MCU. Yeah, yeah. it has. Um, Especially yeah, She Hulk. They're yeah. they're um, yeah, and then and then you saw the set pictures from uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, hilarious. It's a yeah, they're all full-size people playing the dwarves. Yeah, yeah, and a black girl playing Snow White. Black or Hispanic, I don't remember what she... You know, I love those videos 
where like you know they're black kids watching the new live action Ariel or um, Little Mermaid. Yeah. And even they are like, that's not Ariel. What the hell is this? Right. Yeah. They're like, what is she doing? She's not Ariel. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know, like this in this this adorable black girl, she was like, Ariel's supposed to be white with red hair. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's, actually it's, had... it, you know, they want to they want to sit there and yell at the right for virtue signaling, but it's like dude, I mean, I mean, you they are completely original story with those characters that you wanted to do and have that that scenario. Just make it a a a you know completely original story with that. That well, that's how about right. this? How about but we stop doing Yeah, how about we stop doing live action remakes of everything because right. we understand that there's a strike going on. We get it, and the writers, well, you know, for the most part, have not been doing their job very well. No, they have. Okay. You know, when you run out of when you run out of intellectual property and you start and you resort to reboots, remakes, Dude, that's all there is anymore. That's all it is. Like how exactly. many original have they actually had? Oppenheimer is like the first one to come out that is actually has some yeah, have, you seen the whole, have you seen the whole don't go watch Oppenheimer before watching Barbie if you do a double header during the day? Well, it's like I'm not worried about that because I'm not gonna go see the Barbie. Why the fuck would I watch Barbie? And it's not because I'm threatened by their ven, you know, femininity. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very uh, no. It just looks like an empathetic feminist movie. Yes. Yeah. I am not the target audience for that movie. If I wanted to, if 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 I wanted to be assaulted on a night, you know, for for an hour, you know, or however many minutes the runtime is for the Barbie movie, with about how men are bad, I'd go watch season 19 of Grey's Anatomy, you know, or MSNBC. Yeah. Or MSNBC, you know, <laughs> you watch Rachel Madcal bark at me because I'm a, I'm a exactly. conservative, I'm a Reagan conservative American. Right. You know, right. Like, like, no, I, I'm not watching the Barbie movie because I am not the target audience for the Barbie movie. You want to go watch it more power to you. I, well, I mean, okay. So from what I understand, the synopsis of the movie is, is that Barbie is not now is no longer fitting into the Barbie realm because they decided that men were the, the root of all evil, so they cast all of the men dolls out, right? And so it was just all females, and life was peachy. And then Barbie said, you know what? There's something more out there. And then she meets Ken, and Ken's apparently the villain throughout the, throughout the entire movie. And then Barbie actually gets cast out by the other dolls because, well, she she's not conforming. And it's like, it's so... So hang on. It's in nature. It's like, dude, seriously? I mean, the Barbie—the the idea of a live-action Barbie movie was just horrible. So it's with. so it's it's ultra liberal, and yet they're admitting that it's a binary world. Something huh. like that. Yeah. yeah, can't make this shit up, dude. Yeah. You know, and, I, and they're like, if you're gonna go watch both movies in the same day, the one that you watch second is obviously gonna be the better one, and it's like, why? Why? You know, and it's like, oh, my daughter went to see Oppenheimer and then she saw Barbie and she said she hated Oppenheimer, but she loved Barbie. It's like, well, because Oppenheimer is not necessarily targeted for little girls. Exactly. You know, Oppenheimer is a dramatization of actual historical events. You know, and it's like it's a it's what a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. I mean, I I cannot wait to go see it. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of hoping to maybe go see it this weekend. I'm hoping. Are you, you know, IMAX. I will go oh, 
Hey, I'm trying to land the plane here. I'm going to go use the restroom. Make it snappy because we're fixing to land the plane because yeah. I got I got some place to be, man. You know, I'm going to get those. I'm going to get a, an on air lamp and hang it above the door. And every time I turn that thing on, I'm going to if you come to the door, it better be life or death. Mm -hmm. Somebody better be bleeding profusely. Yeah. Like, oh, I nicked like myself. Tourniquet bleeding. We've got band-aids for that. If it requires sutures. Okay. Uh, you, no, because even, even then, that, even then, I've got a coagulating just, compression yeah, bandage in my in my in my uh is it a washcloth applied bandage? I've got two we'll be there in a minute. Like I said, it has yeah. to be tourniquet bleeding. This has to be a class three. And I've got two turning. I've got two IFACs, two completely stocked IFACs on my, on my plate carrier in the closet. Right. Exactly. Tourniquets, compression bandages. I've even got splints. Uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a, uh, like one of those Israeli suture kits where you put the, you, you lay the, the adhesive like zip, zip strips it shut. Yeah. 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 I was lucky to get it, but I've got one. So, That's you know, I'm like, all right, we can handle this. We got this, you know. Yeah. So basically short of an amputation. No, because you have the, the IFAC already there. So you're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, there's there's two tourniquets on my, on my plate carrier. One's in the IFAC and one's up front. There you go. Along Cheers. with surgical scissors. So, you know, God forbid you have to cut through a leather boot. I've got you covered. You're right. All right. Anyways. So, but yeah. Um, I'm kind of hoping to be able to go see Oppenheimer maybe this weekend. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe, hopefully, I can talk my father-in-law into going this weekend because uh, we're supposed to go up to, uh, to to Terrell this weekend to help take them the, the last bit of stuff from their house. But um, if not, I'll just probably catch it on the matinee during the week or whatever while I'm you know back home. But, um, yeah, we need to land this plane because uh, the Honorable Chris Jacka has got a – uh, a very uh, important uh, place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, so everybody, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. I'm David Dickerman. I'm, as always, Johnny Skelton. And I am Chris Jacka. This is Nerd Sports 118. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>